Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet featuring space witches. Bum, bum, Pretty sure that's true this week, boys. The noobs and the Whovian. As always, my name is Austin, and I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Trip and Corbin. And we're the noobs. And this is that podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two sons who haven't. And welcome to episode number 29, covering season three, episode two, The Shakespeare Code. This is the one where Smith and Jones meet Shakespeare and company. And Space Witches! Bum, bum, bum. It's $15.99, and Martha steps out of the TARDIS for her one quick trip through time, and then she's going home because she's not replacing Rose. Why not catch some Shakespeare while we're here? Like, you know, actual Shakespeare, like the real guy. He's, he's going he's gonna to actually be there because we travel through time. And don't step on any butterflies along the way. They show up to the Globe Theater and watch Love's Labor Lost, and Shakespeare announces that the sequel, Love's Labor's One, will premiere tomorrow night. But something strange is happening. The doctor decides to stick around a little longer and meet the man himself. Martha is starstruck by Shakespeare, and old Shaky is crushing on Martha pretty hard when the doctor is kind of just curious about things. People start dying in weird ways. It turns out, they're space witches! Bum, bum, bum! Let's uh, call them Carrionites. They're using the genius of Shakespeare to conjure the other Carrionites so that they can take over the universe and stuff. The Doctor is on to them by this point, and he doesn't like it when people try to, you know, like, kill Earth. Then they mentioned Rose, and them's fighting words. He gives Shakespeare the confidence he needs to use the perfect words to send all the Carrionites back to where they came from. Just as Smith and Jones are about to leave, who should bust in but Queen Elizabeth? Off with the Doctor's head. What? The end. This is a fun one, guys. This was uh, story number 180. That number just nice keeps getting bigger. round number. Nice round number. Yeah. Uh, it originally aired April 7th, 2007 to 7.22 million viewers. Aw. Wow. I think it was like 6.8 overnight or something. <laughs> oh, wow. So so they picked up another million like afterwards in yeah. replays and stuff. Yeah. But, oh, 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 those numbers. Uh, written by Gareth Roberts and directed by Charles Palmer, who, wow. again, has a hard name to say. Uh, the cast this week, we had uh, Shakespeare, played by Dean Kelly, and Lilith, pa- played by Christina Cole. Corbin, give me the verdict. Was it her? No, I I had to do a lot of digging to find the correct episode and the, then the correct character from that Merlin episode. Right. And I actually don't remember who it was, but it was not the same person. Okay, so so the boys, the whole time we're watching this, thinking that Lilith, the... the um, not witch looking witch was not always witch looking witch uh, yeah Uh, they kept thinking that she was the same actress that played a witch on an episode of Merlin Uh, turns out uh, not so much the case I for a half she flew away on a broom pardon she flew away on a broom well she's a witch I know yeah duh Uh, miscellaneous trivia this uh, this episode had working titles the theater of doom that's kind of wow cheesy kind of on the nose uh and loves labors one um which what that that works why was it called the shakespeare code Um, i don't know (laughs) it was kind of weird i thought there was going to be some da vinci code type of tie-ins no not so i don't even know what that is the da vinci code uh, it was a novel, and then there was a book based off of it, and it was the, the Wait, idea... there was a novel, and then a book based off the novel. I'm sorry, a movie based off of you it. You said... Did I say a book? Yeah. Sorry. A, no- uh, a novel, and then there was a movie based on the book. 
which is another word for novel, uh, there was a lot of puzzles and linguistic trickery and all kinds of things to that were all supposedly covering up this millennia-old uh, conspiracy. And so I uh, thought there was going to be a little bit more like that, but yeah. not so yeah. much. I, I remember there being, you know, Shakespeare and witches because you can't do you can't do a Doctor Who featuring Shakespeare's uh, Sh- Shakespeare's multiple Shakespeare's. Multiple? It got wibbly wobbly there for a minute. No, uh, you can't do a, a Shakespeare episode and not have witches. Yeah, especially you have to have witches. Space witches. Bum, bum, bum. You got to uh, Shakespeare, and uh, we're going to talk about this later, but we'll throw it in the miscellaneous trivia as well. Shakespeare did, in fact, use the word sycorax in his play mm. The Tempest, and we're we're just going to leave what that. What was that? We're going to leave it there for right now. I've got. I added a note later on. We'll we'll come back around to it. Special effects. We had costume and makeup this week. Uh, pretty awesome costumes, I would say, with the witches. Yeah. What do y'all what, what do y'all think of the two witches? Yeah. The two witches yeah. that actually had makeup, whereas the other one didn't. The other one well, did. That did one occasionally. Time. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah. Like two or three times in the whole entire episode. Yeah, with like the razor sharp teeth and everything. She was pretty gnarly looking. Yeah. Uh, oh, I saw some note in the trivia that like she actually took home the vampire teeth they gave oh, her. Oh, did she that. really? Oh. I love stories like that where so where the awesome. um the, the the actor ended up, you know, taking home a, a piece of memorabilia or whatever. I would love to be that person who just has those like wicked teeth. Just, <laughs> just put them in whenever you want to. Yeah. Yeah, just like scared. Wow, what happened to your teeth? I ate too much candy. <laughs> so the other ones uh, I thought were were pretty amazing. The one, what was her name? Doomfinger. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I thought the first time she said, I thought she said her name was Dewfinger, like like morning dew on the blades of grass. I was like, which sounds incredibly less intimidating. Yeah, I was like, so her name is like Wetfinger. Like, what are we saying? <laughs> doom. Oh, Doom. Doomfinger. Because one touch from her finger. Tide. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. So I was like, Dewfinger and Blood Tide. I was like, these do not. They're not on the same playing field here. Anyways. Apparently, Lilith. And then Lilith. <laughs> is only mentioned once in the entire episode, and it was by the lol player. What is that? Not lol. Loot. Loot. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. Corbin wanted us to make note that there was a loot in this episode. There was a, a very cool looking, guitar ish looking thing called a loot. Uh, so let's see. CGI, we had the Carrionites. Uh, so when they were, you know, flying around, the, the first time we see just the one, uh, when the two actors are like rehearsing, I thought that was really cool. And then later on, we see the, you know, a whole bunch of them flying around. And, yeah. you know, Corbin looked like, uh, said they looked like, bats at various points and sometimes they look definitely like witches on broomsticks and things so really cool all right so that brings us to the checklist we have the baddie of the week we've already mentioned a couple times carrie knights the space witches Uh, so uh what was the list here we've had uh space ghosts that were the uh oh oh bonus points who can remember what they were called ah the gelfs okay that's right i remember it was a hard hard to pronounce word uh, we had space zombies in both the Gelf, kind of, we had space zombies there, but and then... And then the cat non-nurses. No. Well... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was where we had... That was kind of the... Well, they, yeah. I mean, they were... They acted like zombies. They had they like acted like zombies. So, Every so single the empty zombies. child in those, because they would chase you down and touch you, and then you would become like them. Yeah. So. Yeah, but what I mean is the... Uh, well, no, I guess they weren't dead either, were they? Yeah. 
I was thinking that they were dead and reanimated, but they're really not either. So anyway, so we had that. We had a space yeah. werewolf. Yeah. Um, we have had... Uh, did we have a space vampire? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The salt vampire. Last episode. Last episode. It wasn't a salt vampire. It was a plasma vampire. Salt vampire was um, Star That's Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, take my nerd card now. All right. <laughs> so now we've had uh, space witches. So we can add those to the list. And it turns out uh, magic is a thing. It's yeah. just uh, science. Yeah. Different mm-hmm. kind of science. It's just a different kind of science. We're going to talk about that actually right here because the, the next thing on the checklist is the well count. We had two this week. Uh, first, uh, Doomfinger says, who wants to die first? He says, well, if you're looking for volunteers. And then later on, uh, Martha says, there's no such thing as magic. He says, well, it's just a different sort of science. You use mathematics. And then he has this whole rant about you use mathematics and you put it in, put numbers in the right order and you can split an atom, smash an atom, something like that. They yeah. use words. So apparently magic is real. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just, words. It's just using words instead of numbers to do science. Yeah. Wow. Because, of course, it is. All right. Because of space witches. So that brings our running count of the wells up to 23. Holy cow. Yeah, that number is just continuing to grow. Plus one uh, from Rose. Uh, we didn't get any I'm sorry's, Z's. We did get a what? That was right at the end, right at the end there, when uh, what's-her-name, Queen Elizabeth, says, the doctor, and he says, what? And she says, my sworn enemy. He says, What? And then she says, off with his head. He goes, what? <laughs> I just had to laugh. And then I was like, what? <laughs> so uh, that brings our running count of what's up to two. Uh, no Torchwood this episode. No Mister. No no Saxon reference. We didn't. Like we said, that would be really hard to do in 1599. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, no Saxon reference. Nothing what? was. Wait, nothing was impossible. Did he not say... He didn't say that, that it was impossible for the, the no, Carrion to be back? I don't know. He said, it's impossible. Y'all guys died at some time. I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like you would have put it down if you had I, I Yeah, I feel like I would have. All right. Uh, nothing about the Time War. We did have some great jibberty jabberty. We had the uh, 14 stars of the Rexel. Uh, of the, what, how did it? What was it? Rexel? Not Rexel. 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 Of the Rexel planetary configuration. That's why the Globe Theater had 14 sides, apparently. We had the infinite temporal flux, which Trip... uh, Back to the future. Yeah. Trip was was making the connection of the infinite temporal flux to the flux capacitor, and then lo and behold, we had a Back Back to the Future reference right there anyway. Uh, We had mention of the Tetradecagon, which... Did y'all catch what that is? That's the theater. Yeah, but what is a Tetradecagon? 14-sided spheroid? Uh, would it be a spheroid? or would I it don't be know. Like a hexagon? I'll, uh, I'll an octagon? No, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a 14-sided uh, uh, shape, not a, not a three-dimensional object. So oh. tetradecagon is just a fun way of saying 14-sided object. <laughs> and then we had the DNA replication device, which was a voodoo doll. Thought that, was, yeah. that was fun. Uh, the jiggery pokery this week. The psychic paper does not work on Shakespeare. He's too smart. Yeah. He is too smart for the psychic paper to work. He even figured out that they were from the future. Yeah. Yes. And that he was like the. You are scientist. from a different planet, and she is from the future. Whoa. Yeah, he it's really like, pieced all that together. Dang, right on the head. Yeah, didn't and and knew that they weren't both aliens, just that. Yeah, just the doctor one was of an them. alien. And so she's a human, but she's 
definitely not from here. So she's a future human. That was really cool. Uh, the TARDIS. How does it go, Trip? How does the TARDIS go? I mean, you don't want to know. You don't want to know, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, it has to eat it's... children. Yeah. Let you go. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know. You're next. He says uh, to, to Martha, trust me, you don't want to know how it goes. It just does. Uh, Corbin noticed that the uh, TARDIS has an attic. What? Yeah. He, he said he was going to put that bowl in the attic. And another miscellaneous note is that he actually pulls it out while looking for some book in the TARDIS. He just oh, what, in a future pulls episode? it out of the chest. Yeah. Does he really? Yeah. <laughs> I love it when they do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did you catch what episode that is? No. Is it like way off down the road, do you know? Or? I think it was the 10th. It's still 10? I, I can't remember. I, I love it when stuff like that happens, especially when it happens across doctors. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like when the uh, the uh, waveform extrapolator, the, the Yeah, he just randomly record. pulled it out. Yeah, that, he just going. picked that up. You know, like, if later on, you know, if the 13th Doctor whips that sucker out one day, that would, you know, that would be amazing. Huh. And it still was Cross Doctors, because it was the ninth that originally... Oh, that was not That's right. Yeah, that was... Yeah, so that already did Cross Doctors. Yeah, I love... I love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, especially when you're talking uh, classic Who, and they bring up just a little tidbit like that, you know, just a fun little thing. It's kind of like on a... On, uh, the Force Awakens, when Finn is digging through, trying to find stuff, and he picks up this little ball and just, you know, looks at it weird and then throws it over his shoulder, and that was the little orb that was shooting at Luke when he was training with the blast shield down. Yeah. You know? And he just picks it up and looks at it and goes, huh, and tosses it over his shoulder, and then... Um, this is all I've zapped him in the face. Yeah. And then when they, when they cut on that holographic tabletop game, uh-huh. apparently... That when they cut it on, it picks up exactly where the game left off thirty years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they went through and did all of this research to, to get exactly where everything was and continued the movements as though the game just paused and then unpaused. <laughs> I love it when people do stuff like that. But, so that means Han Solo didn't use his chessboard for For thirty years. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know it spent at least a few years in a junkyard. Yeah. On, uh, on, um... A, a junkyard, basically. What's the name of the planet? Jakku. 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 Thank you. Oh, We're going back to Jakku. We're ranting. Let's get back on Yeah. Oh, oh, Doctor Who. Sorry. Why does everybody Sorry, I was doing the Star Jakku? Wars podcast. Sorry. Uh, I, you know what? We need to start a Star Wars podcast. I'm sure nobody's doing one. Yeah, I'm sure. We could just, we could open up a whole new market on the internet. Right now. It would be amazing. Except I mean, we've already, we're already go for like a couple of shows because. Well, that's okay. I mean, we're I blazing mean, trails. Like, that's what. That's all we're doing. We're blazing trails right now. Recording a Doctor Who podcast. Who would have ever thought a podcast about Doctor Who? I mean, obviously we're trendsetters. Okay, so random, random stuff. We had, uh, we had Doctor. Uh, the Doctor pulls a toothbrush out of his uh, jacket pocket. I think it was. Yeah. It was like his inside coat jacket thing. What is that called? What? The inside pocket of his coat jacket. Coat huh? jacket. Does that have a name? I don't know. I think it's just a inner long jacket. swishy coat. Oh, his long swishy coat. Uh, yeah, and he mentions that it has Venusian spearmint, which that's you know. Okay. Feet. Wait, didn't we skip that's just something another... on the TARDIS? What? There was something on the TARDIS. Oh yeah, his driver's license. Do you have a 
license to fly this. Oh yeah, I think I think we had that later in the notes, but this is a good place to put it. Yeah, that yeah. uh, she says, isn't there some sort of test that you have to pass before you can fly one of these things? And he says, yes, and I failed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that is not the the last time that we're going to hear something that le- leads us to believe that the doctor really doesn't know how to fly this thing. <laughs> uh, if y'all haven't if y'all haven't picked up on that already, maybe um, just. Maybe that's why he keeps landing in a bunch of different time zones. It doesn't, uh, yeah, it has some flies itself. Part of it, part of it, part of it. Uh, so yeah, at any rate, if you're gonna have a toothbrush with you know pre-pasted, it might as well have alien mint. Because, yeah. You know. So yeah. apparently, spearmint grows on Venus. Uh, yeah. And, but it, it must be different. Yeah. So it's Venusian spearmint. Uh, he mentions. Uh, oh, we already talked about different sort of uh, different sort of uh, science. Magic. Thanks. All right, so who is Martha? We've we've uh, met her last week. We're talking a little bit more about her uh, this week. We got the uh, we saw the doctor sort of again auditioning her last week, but this week we got um, just exploring that a little bit more and seeing that he really likes her. You know, yeah. Um, he, I can't remember exactly what the context was here. So I wrote this down: little wooden police box and all its power. He was talking about how like words have power and stuff. Oh, even a small thing can have power. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like your police box. Yeah. So tiny and small, yet so much power. Yeah, and she even said something about it, even though it's made of wood or something like that. And he says, yeah. "Oh, she really seems to be amazed that it's made of wood." I know she brought it up again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he says, "Oh, Martha Jones, I like you." You know, he's he's really digging the way uh, Look at she this. thinks. He's a wooden spaceship. All right, I told Corbin and Trip. I think I figured out why I was trying to count the number of runs, uh, going back to the opening episode, and part of it was because. And I'll be honest, it's not too much of a spoiler. Martha has a line, okay, and when she says that she, she she's got a line about running. And it's coming, and it's really funny. And I thought there was much more lead up to it and payoff. I thought that there was a lot more yelling of run. And I'm thinking now that it wasn't a doctor thing or a nine thing or a ten thing. It may be more of a Martha thing. Yeah. And not even necessarily her saying it, but just that like during her time here, we're going to hear it said a lot. So um, we did get one run so we we just took it off the list we need to uh corbin we need to go back up and put it back on the list put the put the run count back on i'll make sure i do that yeah and i wrote down her saying it because she uh there's all the what 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 and she says forget the what run and they go running and i want to say that he said it earlier in the episode who the doctor i could have sworn earlier in this episode he said run did that not happen no i'm not sure okay we did notice that one of the first, you know, th- there's that moment where he grabbed her hand last week and the camera zoomed in on her hand and he said, run. Yeah. And there was this neat little callback to him connecting to Rose. Um, so so we had one last week. We have at least one this week. Uh, so I, th- I say let's count anytime the doctor says it or Martha. So All right. that's what we're going to do. We have a note here that Martha is from Fredonia, which uh, was there much much about that in the trivia no. other than that's her made up hometown Fredonia is actually a big thing like oh, just when you're trying to name a country or something but you're just making crap up 
Oh, okay. People say Fredonia a lot. Oh, okay. And not just people, but like in movies or books and stuff. There was some book, got something that really made that popular. Okay, so Fredonia is just like made up. a generic, a popular yeah. generic town. <clears throat> okay. Uh, or country, I guess it was. Yeah. Uh, Corbin, you had some pop culture references. Wouldn't you give us a rundown of some of those? So, uh, at the very start, when she walks out of the box, that said TARDIS, the box. <laughs> she walks out of the box. <laughs> the big blue box. Um, she's, like, really worried, because she's like, is it like in movies where, like, you step, you step on a butterfly and it changes the entire human race? He's like, don't go stepping on any butterflies, then. What did butterflies ever do to you? Yeah, no, no problem. And this reminds me, you told us about this episode of The Simpsons where he creates yeah. a time-traveling toaster or something yeah. like steps on the oh, laser yeah. and everyone has three eyes or something. Yeah. It's just I think, madness. actually, I want to say it, it's a literal butterfly that he steps on. I could be wrong. Maybe it was a lizard. He stepped on a lizard's tail. Something like that, yeah. And, like, every time, he keeps going back and trying to fix it and every time he comes forward, everything is even crazier. Like, comes back and there's you know the whole world is underwater and they're all fish people and just all kinds of fun stuff <laughs> but that's all based off of a movie called the butterfly effect um, yeah i think it's awesome yeah yeah so the 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 butterfly effect in general it actually the first time i'd ever encountered it was jurassic park there's a guy in there yeah. that specializes in chaos theory it's this idea of little things having big impacts okay. and the idea that he says there is that and he oversimplifies it and says a butterfly flaps its wings in the rainforest and you have uh, a thunderstorm in New York City that afternoon. You know, and, and I've, I've heard it described more fully where, like, you know, the butterfly flapping its wings is, you know, adds to an existing air current that kicks up more speed into a gust of wind that pushes a, you know, a, a warm front this direction or something like that. And it just, all these things come together to result these in... things come and you get this ginormous change. Right, yeah. And there was actually a, I think it was a car commercial that, that did that. And it followed <laughs> the butterfly flapping its wings it all the way to the... Uh, <laughs> no, actually it wasn't. Um, that would have been right up their alley though. And it, it leads up to... A rainstorm in New York, and and that's why you were late for work, or something like that. You know, so it's it's these this idea of like even the most minute change can have huge impacts. So then this movie, The Butterfly Effect, did that with time travel. Yeah, I've never seen the movie, um, but that's put it on the, the list. Huh? Put it on the list. Uh, that's one of those ideas uh, where you go back, you change one little thing, and then everything's different. And butterfly flapping causes the storm. You're late to work. You end up getting fired. Your whole life changes. Yeah, right. Yeah, or you know, because somebody went back and stepped on that butterfly and it didn't flap its wings. Therefore, there wasn't a storm in New York, and you made it there on time, only to slip on a banana peel and die. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, so just uh, she's worried. Is it safe? Is time travel safe? Can I can I venture out and and if I affect things, is that going to mess things up? And the doctor. Like, what if I kill my grandfather? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you planning? Are to you planning? Grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> no. Exactly. And so uh, the doctor just goes, "Don't step on any butterflies." And were you planning to kill your grandfather? You know, and all these kinds of things. He's just very flippant about it again because 
I don't know. It's that's like, it all the time. It's a common thing. Well, but then later on, we had the interesting conversation about she's confused because the Carrionites are about to invade Earth and destroy the world and take over the universe. And she says, the world didn't end in 1599. I'm Look, I'm here. I'm living proof. It just didn't happen. And he says, yes, but it could. And he He's brought like, up Back to the Future. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. i got to figure out a way to... S- um, to so explain it. How do I explain the mechanics of the infinite temporal flux? Oh, boy. And then he's like, oh, back, to the, back to the future. Yeah, it's like Back to the Future. What, so, the movie? No, the novelization. Yes, the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, but he, the problem there is that he says, remember how he went back, he made a change, he started fading from the picture, and she goes, oh my gosh, am I going to start fading? The problem is, he went back and changed the past, and that's why things were different, right? Mm. In this scenario... Them showing up is not what caused the Carrionites yeah. to show up. The Carrionites were there. Always there. I, I like that. So am I going to fade? No, you'll be eaten by one of those giant space gargoyles. <laughs> 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 I almost said Krillotane, but that's a different space yeah, that's a different gargoyle. One. That's a different space gargoyle, yeah. So, Oh, yeah, there you go. We had space like gargoyles. Reapers or something. Uh, right. So... It's it's a little even there. It's inconsistent because it's it's not even like Back to the Future because yeah. they're going back and making a change that makes it so that the timeline happens the way that they already experienced it. Very weird. Very yeah. wibbly wobbly. Because them showing up. It's called not making a change at all. Huh. Yeah, one way to look at it is to say, well, obviously they all it, it always happened that way. Yeah, they always it had went to back and changed way. it. Right, uh, but. Uh, there are other episodes where we're going to deal with this, but, you know, so the doctor is going to, to, to save the day or whatever, and it's going to be because someone else did something. Someone else traveled through time or messed around and were breaking some kind of rules, and so he's going to fix it because it wasn't supposed to be this way. Uh, we had that with the whole, um, with, uh, with Max, where... You know, he was controlling the human race, and the human race was Max Rodenfro, the, the big yeah, yeah. thing, the big blob. Jaggerfest. Uh, yeah, the Jaggerfest. Thank you. Now we remember. Uh, no, we still don't remember the whole thing. <laughs> I was listening to the that. mighty Jaggerfest of the Holy Hadrogesic Max Rodenfro. We just completely I thought there was forgot more of it. I thought there no, was more. that was it. That we was just it. completely forgot the whole Jaggerfest part. That's what it was. Oh, that's what we were missing was the Jaggerfest. Uh, so at any rate. Um, in that case, you had, as it as it turned out, you had Daleks traveling through time that messed things up. So the mm-hmm. human race was not at the point that they were supposed to be at, so he was going to fix it and set it right. Well, in this case, it was something, it wasn't time travel. Yeah. It was something that just happened. Unless but, the Carrionites somehow did time travel. I guess, but that, that's never mentioned. So, Like, if we never... Like, if they never time-traveled back into the past, it still would have happened. But then the whole human race would have died, so (laughs) they would have never been able to go back into the past anyway. Exactly. Or he he could have gone back and done it without Martha the first time or something. Anyways, Uh, The other pop culture reference we had was, of course, Harry Potter. Uh, Oh, so it's like Harry Potter. Oh, wait till you read book seven. I cried. Yeah. What? Which uh, neither of us have gotten to book seven yet. Yeah. We're actually, yeah. we're literally in the middle of, of our first time through on Harry Potter, so we haven't gotten to seven. Yeah. I'm going to just assume that something major happens to uh, his character sure. in book seven. 
and that's why he, you know they. Who's character? Uh, David Tennant. He played in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 talked about that way back, right? Yeah. Um, I think we talked about that the first episode that he appeared. We talked a little bit about Tennant's background. I do um, not remember that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he he played. No, uh, it wasn't even the first time he appeared. It was when he was playing with Uther Pendragon. They happened that's what to it was. be someone. <coughs> it was someone senior and someone junior. Right, right, because the guy that played Uther, who was the one of the Krillitanes, plays his dad yeah. in Harry Potter. Okay. I can't even remember, though, who it was that they were playing. Yeah, I don't remember the names. It's it's characters we haven't met yet. Yeah. Surely. So, at any rate, something happens to him in Book 7, apparently. <laughs> so, we've got that. <laughs> or it's just that bad. So, Trip, who was Rose? We had a section, who is Rose? We got rid of that, and we're, we're talking about who was Rose. We decided we're going to leave this section here, at least for a little bit, because she keeps coming up. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Everything just got silent. That's because I asked you a question. You did? <laughs> yeah. He said, who was Rose? And you're just oh. like, doop, doop, doop. Yeah, so he, um, it was when they were laying in the bed, and he was, the doctor was trying to think of, you know, what is it that's going on here? Basically, why are weird things happening? And he says, oh, Rose would know. You yeah. know, and, and there's this moment, by the way, where uh, Martha is kind of like, she kind of digs the doctor. Remember, he kissed her yeah. first time they met, you know, and she kind of was like, whoa. And, it was a DNA exchange. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, was, she was like, wow. And... So then they're like getting in the bed and they're like all kind of like laying close and snuggling and, yeah. you know, and he, they're like looking into each other's eyes and he's like, it's like there's something right here in front of my face and I just can't see it. <laughs> and it's like, you yeah, duh, you know, like <laughs> there's she, literally something she's in front of staring face you in the here. face. Yeah. And then he says, oh, I wish Rose was here. Rose would know. And you can see Martha's whole face change, like, you know, just Ugh. like, oh, that other woman again. And then later on, Lilith uh, makes the comment about something about like a rose uh trying to you know like get kind of get him a little bit and he says oh you know you made a mistake here because that name keeps me fighting so obviously you know we're, we're yeah. still not uh I feel like over rose did did he have this sort of like i don't know extreme feelings about not replacing old companions when they've left before um, I don't know, not having, you know, seen it. Yeah. But I mean, it it is going to become a, a an ongoing thing. You're not replacing her next yeah. episode. Come on, let's go. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing. It's you know, like we're we're just going on a quick trip. Just going to take you to see a little bit of Shakespeare, and then we're going to go home. And then <laughs> it's literally see Shakespeare. Uh, yeah. Um. So. Uh, Speaking of that, that kind of brings us to who is the doctor. Um, Corbin, grab grab that section there and drag it down, so we'll we'll come back to that. Right. Uh, the who is the doctor? We we had this this situation where he gets trapped by his own as as Corbin put it in the notes, his own curiousness. We actually have a word for that. It's curiosity. Uh, I thought curiousness was the word. Curiousness t. Uh, no, it's curiosity. He got trapped by his curiosity because he was just taking her for a quick trip. Just one trip. One trip. And you're not replacing Rose. 
mm-hmm. and you know, and all this. And then something weird starts happening, and he actually says at one point, he says, "Well, it was just going to be a quick trip, but maybe we can stick around for a little while." You know, mm-hmm. and it's because he can't he can't resist a mystery. Yeah. Same thing happened in the last episode. Do y'all remember that? The world would have ended if he hadn't stuck around. Uh, yeah. In the last no. one? No, in this one. Oh, in this one. Yeah, 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 exactly. What happened in the last in one? In the last? I don't remember. The, everybody in the hospital would have died on the moon. <laughs> in the world would have ended. Yeah. Uh, well, so I don't much. know. I mean, if he wasn't there, they might not have died anyways, because the June... Jadun would have found the person and then just left. Possibly, possibly. But, you know, he, he noticed something weird and he had to investigate it. He's just too curious. Uh, we had um, him mention... Oh, and by the way, that's going to that's gonna become sort of the basis for he and Martha becoming a team because it's his curiosity that kept them there and then the more time that he has spent with her, the more he likes her and the way she thinks and all these yeah. kinds of things. So, um, we're, you know, we're, we're going to have to see if he ditches her next week. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think? see. Probably not. Uh, we have an, another callback to Sir Doctor of TARDIS. Um, however, uh, the, the, we mentioned earlier the psychic paper didn't work on Shakespeare. So. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, we have, oh, the, the, the other thing is the Shakespeare uh, says that... The do- he says about the doctor, how can a man who looks so young have eyes so old? And he says, I read a lot. <laughs> Which, I- <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, he could read a lot if he flips through a magazine in five seconds or whatever it was. He, yeah, he does his little um, Time Lord speed reading. I just realized in the notes that I put it, a man so old with eyes so young. Uh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> oh, did you? I didn't, even, yeah. I didn't even catch that. I just fixed um, it. So we have Time Lord speed reading. We also have Time Lord mind melds again. Um, it was, again, a lot more Jedi mind trickery type of thing yeah. this time. Almost hypnosis. And he just convinces the guy that everything that happened to him in the last year wasn't it was, really... It was just a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened to somebody else. It's just a story. So now tell me the story, now that you're not crazy anymore. <laughs> but so. He still looked crazy. I know, he really did. Like, he had crazy teeth, his eyes were yellow. I mean, I guess he hadn't spoken for, like, a whole year. Well, he had crazy teeth, in all fairness, because it was 1599. Mm, People just had bad teeth back then. Plus, he was living in an asylum. I just realized something, though. Being whipped. If if the one witch's name was Doomfinger, Uh what could Blood Tide do? (coughs) Doomfinger can kill people by touching them. So what does I'm blood I guess you can do? drown her enemies in their own blood. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so why didn't she just do that instead of uh, taking the doll? Because <laughs> then we wouldn't have had a show. So then what does Lilith do? <laughs> Kills you with lilies. <laughs> what? Beat you to death with lilies. I don't think that works. <laughs> uh, we had uh, the doctor uh, get his heart restarted. Because uh, he had... Boy, this is two episodes in a row that she's had to do CPR on him. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, he was flat out dead last time and she had to do CPR on his two hearts. But on this one, she stopped... Lilith stopped his one heart. Or, or like Doomfinger or somebody stopped like his one that, heart. I like that, like, hits his chest. Ooh, other side. Other side, yeah. He's like, oh, I've only got one heart working. How do you all cope? <laughs> um, then, again, I'm sure Time Lords probably need the two hearts. 
more than us humans I would, do. Uh, I mean, obviously, if they've got him. And then once he gets uh, the heart going again, he says, bada boom. Which he said before. We're pretty sure he has said before. Yeah, pretty sure. In fact, it probably was last episode. <laughs> uh, bada boom. Could have been. I don't know. Uh, so at the very end, he uh, we always have to have these moments in, in time travel with famous people. So he brings Shakespeare a thing to use as a neck brace until his neck feels better. And mm-hmm. he's like, you should keep that. It, it looks good on you. And that's like the quintessential picture of Shakespeare is that stupid frilly thing around his neck. Um, I actually love the first line Shakespeare said. Which was? I don't remember, but it was like, shut your mouths and crap. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that genius. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, shut your big stupid mouths or something like that. Like, shut like, your big fat mouths. Okay. Or, or not. You could tell he was disappointed. Yeah, a little bit. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, so we have him giving Shakespeare his signature look. And then he also is holding uh, Big Nasty's skull. And he said, this looks like a Sycorax. And the uh, interestingly enough, I just thought about this. The first alien that Ten encountered, right? Was the Sycorax. Yeah, the Sycorax was the yeah. first aliens that he that he encountered. Sure. Mm-hmm. Came across, um, and Shakespeare says, "I will. Ha- I'll have that one off you too." And he did. He named actually Sycorax was the name of one of the witches uh, in the Tempest, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> so. He actually that, did. that would be a fun way to bring that round. The, the Sycorax were there and named because the producers thought, hey, we could have another episode with Shakespeare where we just <laughs> well, throw out they the did get the name Sycorax from... Shakespeare. From Shakespeare, yeah. So, they, so it is kind of this weird... You know, in the real world, they got the name Sycorax from Shakespeare and in universe, Shakespeare got the name from the aliens that haven't landed on Earth yet. At the time, oh, that's uh, confusing. Any uh, any theories or anything that you guys wanted to delve into? Mm, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Nothing. What about overall impressions, Trip? What do you? What's your overall rating going to be for this one? Mm, I think this one was like a really good one. Okay. Because it had Shakespeare, which hey, it's Shakespeare. Hey. Like, who doesn't like Shakespeare? Uh, and I think, like, it was a pretty good episode. Just, like, overall. I mean, there were some parts that I didn't really like. And it was just kind of boring. Okay. So, I think 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? 8. 8, eight out of 10. become our, like, standard number. Yellow eyes. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Corbin? Uh, I feel like eight has just become our standard number. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, I mean, this episode was good, but I don't really want to give it an eight. But I guess I will anyways, just because <laughs> it deserves one. So, uh... <laughs> okay. I mean, really, like, I, I feel like we shouldn't... We give, like, every single episode an eight. Okay. Uh, eight out of ten... Flying brooms. Flying brooms. Um, I thought, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought this was... I love it when sci-fi shows take something, you know, mythical or magical and then explain it. Through science? Typically, it's aliens or time travelers. Um, In this case, a little bit of both. 
and I, I just have a lot of I, I enjoy when when sci-fi retcons actual human history <laughs> that way and says yeah. it's an actual thing we just didn't understand it at the time uh, so I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it 8.5 uh, <laughs> do fingers uh, do, do no do fingers I'm giving it 8.5 okay. do it's my rating I'll give it what I want to <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so what about the creep level creep level this was kind of creepy this had some creep wow. That's some creep. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give this. And again, I always try and give this a rating based on how I think Brayden would respond to it. Our Except for Brayden would, for every episode, put five hundred. Yeah, pretty so. much. Uh, I would I would give this one a, a solid three twenty five out of five hundred, just because of wow. those witches' teeth, and then all of the all the carrionites flying around at the end. Uh-huh. And yeah, the he would eye. he would be having nightmares for weeks. Oh, and so. say two fifty. You're gonna say two fifty? Yeah. About halfway. All right. Trip out of five hundred. What do you give? I it? think I'm gonna go with Corbin. And I'm gonna say like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go two fifty. Two fifty. All right. Surprised you didn't say like five point two. Sixty four and two fifty five point two. Two fifty five point two. He said. <laughs> All right, uh, Corbin wanted to talk about the witches. Go for it. Uh, I was just. I wanted to point out that they did a really good job of covering all the bases, like. What bases? Like, things we think about when we think of witches, like okay. voodoo dolls, magic incantations. So like, yeah. By the way, dolls. does anybody else think of voodoo dolls when they think of witches? Because I never do. Actually, no. That's voodoo. Corbin That's thought not... that it was a shrunken head. At when she was first pulling it out, I was like, is that a shrunken head? Yeah. I thought that was a weird thing to throw in there. That's That's yeah. like, that's Creole... And and voodoo and, yeah. and Pacific it's Islands, like not African, more than British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, certainly not 1600s uh, London. Yeah, um, yeah. So I thought that was. And she actually weird. called it a voodoo doll. But, she did. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh. But the voodoo dolls were DNA replication modules. Right. The magic incantations were just their science. Right. And then, apparently, I saw this in the notes, and I don't know where they got this from, but what you see in the orb, uh-huh. those carrionites with the beaks and crap that look like ravens, uh-huh. are what they really look like, oh. but the other ones are just carrionites holding a human humanoid shape, but it's really hard for them to do, and that's why they're like wrinkly and really <laughs> old-looking. Oh. It's like crooked I noses. Kind of makes sense. That's awesome. Then why do they keep holding that shape like the whole time? Yeah, well, even when it's, it's just less the three expensive. Of them. That's the real answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like just overall with these monsters, they normally do a good job of covering that. The plasmavora has to suck blood just because that's what it eats. Uh-huh. And zombies. Most of them, they have reasons behind why touching you causes the disease to spread. Right. So, it's it doesn't oh make gosh. sense. All of the diseases are spreadable. Like every oh, yeah, single disease right. there. Yeah. Can be spread. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Every I mean, disease in the. Any other uh, any other thoughts about the witches? I thought they did a, a fantastic. Oh, you 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 mentioned them flying on brooms. I thought that was great when she. That was the only weird part. Huh. That was the only weird part. Why? Like, why were they flying just, like, on brooms? 
It's so random. There's no particular oh, yeah, reason she took... behind why she just grabbed a broom and took off with it. Right. She took the broom from the... Yeah, she says, I'll take that, and then flies off with it. But there was no reason for her to grab the broom other than to yeah. do the cliche thing of being a witch and fly away on it. But I mean, early, later on, she I just mean, we see her out just, the window yeah, just floating in. there. There is literally right. no reason to grab the broom. Right. Other than... She's we gotta tick this. Witch. We gotta we gotta tick this list, uh, this box on the checklist here of, of things witches do. They had the uh, they had a cauldron, right? There was yeah. three of them. Uh, uh-huh. So you had yeah. all of the all of the hallmarks of, of witches. There's right. always a third witch. There's always a third witch. It was something from Finn Caspian. Oh, oh, okay. No, what's it from Finn Caspian? I don't know. It was from that one show alright well hey guys um, that is all that we have for this episode but you guys talking has got me thinking here let's do let's do a quick shout out uh, of some some podcasts that we're listening to we are uh, you know a a father and sons podcast a parent and kids podcast and so we have other podcasts that we listen to that uh, are fun to enjoy either for kids or we have some that we listen to together uh, that are fun for kind of the whole family. So, uh, Corbin, you mentioned um, Finn Caspian. Why don't you tell him a, a, real quick, one sentence. What is Finn Caspian? Uh, so, I don't know who does it. Do you remember? Can't think of the guy's name. Okay. Ah, There's some guy. I haven't heard it in a while. Finn Caspian is basically a sci-fi story podcast done by this one guy. And he does all these and voices, and it's it's just really fun. And, like, it's fun to listen to. You should definitely go check it out. I mean, that's... It has that's aliens and... Yeah, so, the, yeah, so it's, it's, a bunch of kid, it's a bunch of kids flying around in space exploring new planets. Basically. basically. Yeah, and uh, then there's Bebop Tales, which is part of the same one. He's got a, a, a robot co-host that, uh, in between seasons of the main show has his own little show called Bebop Tales, which is uh, the uh, the the flavor of Finn Caspian, I would say, is literary sci-fi. Like, there's a lot of, like, call-outs and shout-outs to other, you know, shows yeah, and true. things. But um, Bebop Tales is just pure absurdity, I would say. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's mostly based on listeners. Fight not dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Trip, what, what's the, um, what's, is Take Six... Six minutes. Six minutes? <laughs> I don't know. Take six. Whatever. Yeah. Tell them about six minutes. Six minutes is there's a girl found floating in the water, and she's... Uh, off the coast of... Awesome like, kids show. Off okay. the Canada coast of Alaska. Alaska. Okay. Alaska. And that's all I'm going to say, because that's uh, okay, really Okay, so let's just explain. It's a six minutes story yeah. sci-fi show. So every episode is six minutes? Six, yes. seven... Around, around there, there yeah. around six or yeah. seven. Max is like eight minutes. Okay, and so so real fast, short stories. But yeah. it's, so it's a murder mystery. Is it science fiction? Is it? No, it's um, it's not murder. You no, have to understand it's not, that. It's a mystery. Yeah. It's just mystery. It's really. mystery science fiction. Okay. You should check it out. And okay. I actually haven't heard that one. <laughs> Finn Caspian, we listen to together, but uh, t- uh, six minutes. I don't know where I got take six from. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I, a show that I introduced them to, because I've been listening to it uh, longer than 
trip has been alive, I think. It started in 2006, right? Oh, uh, did? Well, like December. A, a show originally called uh, Nobody's Listening. Named it's now, that story it's now show. called That yeah. Story Show. Uh, it's hosted by uh, a great guy named James yeah. Kennison. It was originally James Kennison and his brother, and yeah. then um, his brother changed a lot bunch of different years. people. Yeah, yeah. The brother moved away, and so the story went from the two of them telling their funny life stories from their childhood to it just becoming about everybody's funny life stories because everybody has one. Yeah. And so now it's called That Story Show. It's on weekly. They were on a break for a couple of years. They actually had a few breaks every now and then. Right, yeah. right. They're finally back. Uh, but I want to say the last episode was like number 270. 264. 264? Okay. 265, Five, yeah. Something like that. So, like I said, premiered uh, the very end of 2006. So, I guess exactly as old as Trip. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was December of 2006. And so, um, it's been, I've been listening to it from the beginning. Uh, now, the boys are old enough that they can get the jokes and everything. And, uh, <laughs> and by that, I just mean. Kid, young, it's, young kids aren't clean, necessarily into podcasts. But it's, yeah. it's made for older people yeah, yeah, yeah it's it, it, it's a show that was done adults, for basically adults it's not a kid's show but it is kid it's friendly clean. in that it it's clean. clean now it's so. clean what does he say clean but edgy clean. i mean there's a fart joke at least every five minutes on especially that show. now that john is on there yeah yeah john john steinklobber is uh no, loves nothing more than a good poop joke um so at any rate you can it check that out at, between your toes yeah, ugh. you can check that out at uh, nlcast.com or just look up that story show. Um, uh, They're really big. They probably don't need us advertising for them, but, but we're gonna do it. Ah, we're gonna okay. do it. No, we want to give them a shout out because uh, and and by the way, they're. They, James Kennison is the reason that we have a podcast right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listening to him over the years, that that story show is his main show, but he has done. Uh, probably a dozen shows over the years and um, so gave me the inspiration and through one of his podcasts called Podcast Starter gave me the know-how to to put all this together so um, it's been a big big inspiration and he continues doing some great stuff built a great community there too so if you're on Facebook you can look up their Facebook page and their group Um, some fun stuff there check out uh, Six Minutes uh, for, for a good mystery that you can sink your teeth into slowly Small tidbits and bites. Yeah. And then uh, Finn Caspian, season what going on right now? Five? Season four. Four of Bebop Tales. Four of Bebop Tales. Okay, so it's been... And then there's a couple more. Yeah, we there's discovered that one a couple of years ago. Um, been running for, for a couple of years. And Six Minutes has about 40, 50 episodes out right now. Okay. 47? Yeah. 48? That's a lot. Because gotcha. they release twice a week. So that's uh, that's just three that are on our minds right now. So check There's those also, out. There's um, also another mystery: the unexplainable disappearance of Mars Battelle, and they're okay. on their fourth season. Okay. Well, they haven't yeah. started it yet. They haven't started the third yet. So lots oh, of yeah, them out there. If you guys uh, if you guys check them out um, and drop them a line, let them know you heard about them from Noobs and the Whovian. Um Speaking of which, let us hear from you. We'd love to hear from you at noobsandthehuvian at gmail.com or facebook.com slash noobsandthehuvian. And I'm going to go ahead and say this, noobsandthehuvian.com. So, Corbin, you now have to get that site live. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you didn't do much pressure on me. I can't do it. If you go to noobsandthehuvian.com and it says not found, 
keep trucking back. I'm just putting it out there because we have we we bought the we domain a while it. ago. We need to use it, so we're going to use it. Um, but guys, um, next time join us for season three, episode three, Gridlock. This is a fun one. Wow. Um, episode two, technically. Uh, no, this right. was episode two. Yeah, we're on episode. I two. thought I was because yeah, like Amazon Christmas numbers them weird because they called the Christmas special uh, episode one, but uh, episode three, Gridlock. Check it out. It is a uh, a years long traffic jam. In space. Oh, okay. All right, so guys, uh, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios. Research provided by Corbin. We gotta update these notes. <laughs> Research provided by Corbin. Uh, he is also our uh, production editor. Uh, your senior producer is Awesome Reason. Audio engineer is Trip Reason. Special thanks to Tardis.wikia.com for the trivia and to Star and the other staff at the Timberland Library in Dallas for the DVDs. They emailed me, guys. They've got some more DVDs in for us. I've got to go pick them up. So we love you guys. Thank you for all that y'all are doing. Shoot us an email. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know that you're out there, that you're listening, that you agree with us, that you disagree with us, that you love the show, that you hate the show. Do something. If you found wow. us on iTunes, leave us a review out there. Um, you can be the first. <laughs> we have zero reviews on iTunes, so wow. leave us a review there. We also there. have zero emails from listeners. We also have zero emails. And we know you're out there. We know, because I, I see the downloads. We're, uh, oh, oh, oh! We hit a thousand plays. Oh! We recently yeah. crossed a thousand. Um, we 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 the last time I checked, it was like nine sixty seven, and then yeah. all of a sudden we were like a thousand and forty something. Yeah. And so we crossed the thousand listen mark. That's total listens uh, of, of of all the episodes of all time. So for us, that's a that's a big deal. And we know yeah. that there's there's a couple of dozen of you guys out there listening every week. So we yeah. thank you guys that are that are tuning in, that are listening, subscribing, downloading, um, share us, tell some friends about us. Uh, you know, just put it on in the car with your kids. We'd love to, uh, to, to, you know, that's what we're trying to do is to yeah. introduce we'll a whole new generation to Doctor Who. So, Doctor Who. Uh, and, and again, guys, let us know your theories, your input. What did we miss? What did we get wrong? What were we <laughs> totally wrong about? Or what did we <laughs> totally agree with us about? Um, and, uh, send us that info in. You can, uh, Record a voicemail and email it in to us. Uh, you can send us a message on Facebook and email any way that you want to get in touch with us. And wherever you found us, leave us a review, share it with your friends. It helps us out. All right, guys, that's all we have for now. Until next time, my name is Austin, and I'm the Hoovy, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. I think I had a voice crack while I was saying that. <laughs> I'm the noob! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet. <laughs> Catch that.